0: Welcome back to Big Sky Buckets. I'm Big Sky and today we're going to talk about an early contender for game of the year in November. (laughs) If you're probably noticing the new setup, it's Thanksgiving week. I'm back at my parents and this is probably the best place that I'm going to be able to record. If the echo, which it sounds like there might be, is too much or Interferes too much with the content overall. I will try and find some other place to record this, but for now This is what we got. We're gonna try and make this work If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing I'd appreciate all the support as I get this thing up and going give it a like give it a comment Let me know what your thoughts are down below if you're an audio only listener give it a rate give it a listen and let's get into it this game hit the over way Before the fourth quarter was even done The over-under for this game was about 280 points. Guys, this game had a combined 309 points scored. Defense was very quickly ruled illegal on the court as these boys decided that they were going to put on an absolute show. And they did. This was an extremely entertaining game. The Hawks and Pacers are two high-powered offenses. I think after tonight which is crazy that just one game would make the difference. The Pacers came in as the number one offense. There's no question in my mind that the Hawks are now the second best offense in the league. (laughs) When one team wins the Pacers 157 to 152, both of those teams are basically the top two offenses in the league because holy crap. Look, think about this. The Hawks scored 40 points in the first quarter along with the Indiana Pacers scoring 34. Then the Hawks scored 46 in the second with the Pacers scoring 39. Then the Pacers, led by Tyrese, we'll get to Tyrese Halliburton in a little bit, but 46 in the third for the Pacers, 28 in the third for the Hawks, and then 38 each in the fourth quarter. Defense, non-existent. Can't see it, can't smell it, can't feel it. This was just go out there and put the ball in the basket kind of game. I know that sounds redundant, like that's not the goal of basketball. This was on a different level. This was just, if you have any talent in putting the ball in the basket, you're about to showcase it in just the most absurd way. Think about this. Early in the game, in the second quarter, that 46 run by the Hawks, like the 46 points in the second quarter by the Hawks, Bogdanovich basically had like, 18 20 points just like alone in that second quarter like he had 22 points before the half so it's like okay this is going to be ridiculous but the two standouts really are the guard battle between Tyrese Halliburton and Trey Young Tyrese finished the game with 37 points 16 (laughs) assists on 11 of 18 shooting from the field 9 of 15 from the 3 which almost all of those threes came in the third quarter because goddamn and the hawks Trey Young had 38 points, 8 rebounds on 13 of 17 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. Um I don't really know what to say. This was about as high-octane offense as you will see. This is supposed to be a score you see from a second overtime or a third overtime game. But no, this all happened in 48 minutes, which is absolutely shocking. This game was super fun. Both teams need to get better at defense. There's no... The Indiana Pacers made an impression on me after this game, for sure. I will say, despite like what you think of either of these teams, they're... You're asking for a lot of a team that relies so heavily on offense and just lacks any sort of defense at all. These these two teams right here have to get better at defense for it to translate to the playoffs because unless that the first matchup could you the Pacers or the Hawks could squeak by to the second round, but eventually they're going to run into a team where this style of play is not going to be translated well. Into the playoffs, so you're not going to win a championship not guarding a soul and just basically banking on shooting like over 40, even 50 percent from three because that's what these boys did. I mean, the Hawks shot 48.4 percent from three, and the Pacers shot 48.9 percent from three. That is so stupidly absurd. That is so insane. Um, Buddy Hield. Fourth quarter, didn't miss a three. He didn't miss a three at all in this game, but he really came alive in the fourth quarter. You had Dejounte Murray, who's not a great three point shooter, four of six. Like I said, Trey five of eight. This is this is just one of those games that's just like like it's insane to talk about because this doesn't feel real, especially looking at this box score, but. I'm going to quickly talk about the Hawks because I don't want to talk about them as much as the Pacers because I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about the Pacers. And I think I have a Hawks video or a video about a couple of the players that have been lacking, in my opinion, and are the reason for some of this losing streak. It's not all on them, but there are a couple of players that have kind of showcased that I don't think they fit in the Quinn system anymore. Like if there was ever a doubt before, like maybe you're thinking, "Ah, you got to give them some time that time is about, we're about to reach that limit of, okay, now we have to like truly address this. I'm going to give it to the end of the weekend. We'll do the power rankings video on Sunday. And then we're going to probably do a Hawks video, depending on if they keep losing games, if they keep losing games, there's 100% going to be a video on a couple of these players, but you can't ask for, for Trey, who has been struggling. And I mean, struggling to shoot the ball. You couldn't invest for a better game. And it just sucks for the Hawks and Trey to have such a great game and still come out with a loss. I, I There's not much else to say about this. The, the DeJounte Murray final play was about as dumb as they come, but mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. You probably will not do that again. I say probably just because, I don't know, the, the Hawks probably needed to take a timeout at the very end, but they did not. That doesn't really matter. This... This was about the Pacers. The Hawks really destroyed them in the first half, especially in that second quarter. But the resilience of the Pacers, they just walked into the third quarter like they owned State Farm Arena in Atlanta. And this was the Tyrese Halliburton show. And to close it was the Buddy Heald show. So let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton. It is quite clear to me, if it wasn't before, this is an all-NBA guard. This is one of the three, four, at bare minimum, four best guards. I think there's easily conversation for a top two guard, a top two point guard, basically. In the entire league, he creates so much offense and the gravity is insane. He, The weirdest thing about Tyrese Halliburton is his shot. Like... He plays with a level of freedom, which is super cool to see. But his shot mechanic is the weirdest three-point shot I've ever seen, like that I've seen in a while. And we've seen a lot of weird ones. But what makes this weirder is the way it works. And man, does it work well! He was on fire in that third quarter. It's just kind of insane that it got to a point where it very much looked like he was just trying new things out in a game that he was, they were trying to come back in that third quarter. And I think about halfway through the third quarter, it was like, okay, they're making a lot of progress. They're they're probably going to come back. But then it became, there's not a soul here that can stop Tyrese. And he's just kind of messing around. Like the criticism of Tyrese Halliburton so far has been like, he plays like he's on an AAU basketball court. And that does seem true but it works so far so it's kind of hard to like overly criticize that he just he creates so much gravity and if you're not 100 like if you just give him a moment of space just like a moment he will make you pay he is that good on offense the other thing here and one of the big shifters was Isaiah Jackson's defense off the bench and Rick Carlisle's adjustments. He made adjustments going into this game that paid dividends by the second half. One of which was shockingly to bench Benedict Matherin, which was his role last year, as six man for buddy Hield, who has been coming off the bench for a while now, like almost all season long. And buddy Hield had been criticized for the shooting woes so far. But that hasn't mattered because they've won a lot. It came it came back tonight because he started. The, the truth is Buddy Heald is a better starter than he is coming off the bench because he creates a rhythm really early on in the game. And that's what happened, and that's why they won, is because once you establish in a game where there's playing no defense at all, eventually once the shots start falling – They're going to continue to fall. So in the fourth quarter, Buddy Heal just like eviscerated the Hawks, whether he was wide open or contested. It didn't really matter. He was seeing the ocean in every shot. And he he won them the game for the most part. And then a lot of hustle plays from Bruce Brown, Aaron Neesmith, and like Miles Turner. Like that – Miles Turner, again, this is – you'll probably get the gist of what I'm going to talk about when I do a Hawks video. Miles Turner just outmanned – Clint Capella, just from a re- from a rebounding standpoint, he did his thing, and he got more rebounds than Clint, and that's how you're going to beat the Hawks for the most part. The Hawks use Clint as not really a rim protector because that's not really his role anymore, but he needs to be the primary rebounder. Otherwise, he serves no purpose there other than screening, which he had multiple, multiple uh, moving screens in this game, which cost the Hawks a lot in, in terms of losing. This t- The Pacers, the way I put it, the Pacers are the good vibes team in the East to me. Um, they don't ever seem concerned ever really, other than maybe that one Pacers Orlando Magic game. The Pacers just play super free. They are just this they established the pace like early on, so it worked to their advantage. The faster you go, the better the pacers will be. And unless you can slow that down, it's going to be hard to beat this team. The other thing is just what I said before. I, I still have concerns about your shooting almost 50% from three how is that possibly going to be sustainable for a full year? Like that's just not how three pointers work. And I'm not going to get into how they work. It's just the fact that this is like a level of three point shot making. Like this is truly excellent. This is like the craziest three point shooting I've ever seen in my life. What else is there to say? Tyrese just looks Tyrese and buddy healed. They won this game for them. Um, it's also something to say that Benedict, Obi Toppin, Buddy Heald, Tyrese, Miles Turner, Aaron Neesmith, and Bruce Brown, seven players in double, double figures for points, um, one of which was had 37, two of which had 20. One almost had another 20 points. This is going to be hard to lose. Going to be hard to lose like that. Look, this is kind of – this year feels like – all right, last year was Tyre, Tyrese Halliburton was an all-star. This year is the kind of – this is the leap you want of this – this team has the potential to go far. I would like to see Jairus Walker play a little bit more. I just want to see a slight bit of sacrifice from offense because with Tyrese being your offensive engine, you're going to be fine. And we've seen it. This is – they're 8-5 now, I believe. As long as he's out there on the court, you just need to surround him with more 3-and-D-esque players because there's a lot of defense not being played. And if this team wants to really be a threat in the East to me, there just needs to be some more effort on defense. If you're going to be league average, as we saw last year with the Nuggets, this is an offensive engine that works the way the way it's going right now. It's early on, but... This is something to monitor is if this offense is still, if this is a number one offense for the full year, this is sustainable because you sustained it for 82 games. Uh, What else am I supposed to say? Uh, Tyrus Haltenburton should, he should be in the top 10 MVP candidates. If you have him above 10, like you have him a top five or top three after a game like this, I can see it, man. Uh, And they beat some really good teams now. And like, the 76 er like, they also made it. They're going to the knockout round for the in-season tournament. They're the first ones to actually make it. So congratulations to them. Of uh, Man, this is a frightening team. Like, if you don't take this team seriously, they will eviscerate you. And that's kind of the their motto is just go out there and slaughter them offensively. Make it so that you're unguardable, that that eventually it gets to a point in the game where you're hitting so many shots, it's impossible for a team to come back and catch up with you. They create a pace that is so fast that it makes other teams feel pressured to hit shots quicker to try and catch back up instead of trying to slow the pace down because if they slow the pace down, like by burning more clock, they're actually less likely to get more shots up to get back in the game. The key to beating, this is so stupid. The key to beating this team is to is to have more points than them or slow them down. If you try and slow down to slow them down after they're ahead of you, you will lose because Tyrese Halliburton will beat you. The other thing here is that the only criticism here for Tyrese Halliburton is he didn't actually score any of his points in the fourth quarter. And that's because he was getting trapped. And that's because he was getting trapped. And a lot of people were getting, like, the comparisons between Trey and Tyrese, they've gotten a little out of control. But they were like, oh, well, Tyrese Halburn was getting trapped. Well, so was Trey Young. So, like, it goes both ways. Get ready for that. I hope you have a secondary uh, ball handler because if this team runs into the Miami heat, they're going to face a hard, hard reality. The, the Miami heat are definitely a team that I think are, are going to give the Pacers problems, but I don't, I don't think they have played yet. So that would be a fun game to see. I mean, probably not in the regular season, but final thing here is just Tyrese Halliburton looks quite literally like with his weird shot and the, and the fact that he generates so many offensive points, Uh, for the rest of his team, the cutting, like the offense on this team is immaculate. The cutting was a huge part of the win in this one, especially in clutch moments with Aaron Neesmith and having Bruce Brown as a great cutter. You know, he's not the three-point shooter you want because this team could be even better offensively if Bruce was a little bit better from three and, you know, Miles Turner being stretch five along with if he could cut a little bit more, like There's so many quick, agile guys on this team that it makes it really, really, really hard to like... They're just always flying around. And it's super... And it's just super interesting to watch. Um, But yeah. That's all I got for you guys today. Um, Tomorrow I think I'm going to do second edition of The Annoying, The Awful, and The Atrocious. Uh, I gotta figure out who's gonna make that. Uh, Spoiler alert, I think the refs in general, are going to make an appearance on there because the refereeing in the NBA this season has been off to an abysmal start. Uh, they have made themselves very well known during a lot of games, and that is not a good sign. That is not what refs are supposed to do. You are not supposed to notice the refs. They are not supposed to interfere with the game. But that's all I have to. That's all I have for today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. If you're not an audio-only listener, give it a listen, give it a rate. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.